listening to The Big Album Show with Paul Dillon and Dan O'Neill. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Big Album Show. I'm Dan. And I'm Paul. On this show, we're discussing So Much for the City by Dublin band The Thrills. Released in 2003, it was the year the Spire of Light was erected in Dublin's O'Connell Street. Thousands marched all over the world against the war in Iraq and here in Ireland also. Ireland hosted the International Special Olympics. The OC was what we were watching on TV. And we all wondered if Witness would be as good now it had moved from Fairy House to Punchestown. Paul, does this album bring back memories for you? It, it does, Dan. And it's hard to believe it's 18 years ago. Um, and I suppose that's a little bit of, of the of the aging process. Of course, the Trills were not a band who managed to grow old, or maybe they are forever young. Um, they managed three albums between 2003 and 2007, so much for the city, which we're discussing tonight. They followed that up with Let's Bottle Bohemia, and then they finished that off um, with Teenager in 2007. And it brings back incredible memories for me. I mean, it is very difficult to describe 18 years on just how big the trills were in 2003. I mean, this album was the sound of the summer. And you have to say, Dan, it sounds like summer. And I haven't listened to it for 18 years, quite frankly. Uh, but when I went back to it, all the memories came, uh, you, you know, flooding back. And um, just a lovely, positive, upbeat sound. Um, the singles, of course, are great. We'll get to them. We'll, we'll discuss them. Um, and just worth remembering how big they were in 2003. I mean, this was a, it got to top the charts in Ireland, of course, went to number three in the UK. Um, they played a huge gig in Glastonbury. Uh, 2003 in Glastonbury, they were, you know, they were, they, that, they, you had a feeling this was a band that was coming up, you know, and um, they did a big gig in Witness, which I was at, um, and uh, that was in, in, you know, again, just really, really good. And they were, they were, they had, they had a moment, um, they had a real moment back in, in, in 2003. They never quite repeated it. They never uh, quite managed to hold on to what they had. Um, but it's a great album. And one of the funny things about this album, Dan, is, it is a real tribute uh, to American music, to North American music. And it, it's, you, I feel it's a little, you can aspire to this kind of sound. Um, and, it, you know, they, they have this, the, the pictures of the band, um, you know, the way they looked. Um, it's all a bit like, you know, USA Biscuits. You know, the USA Biscuits you have in Ireland. Um, and, you know, why are they called USA Biscuits? Because people are aspiring to some kind of North American lifestyle. And that's what this album is for me. Um, the tr- the story of the trills, and we'll, we'll, we'll trace it back in a, in a few moments, but the story of the trills really began uh, a few years earlier. Originally, they were a band called Freelance. Then they changed their name um, to Cheating Housewives. Um, and and I love one of the things I love about this band is it's they have a deep relationship with the geography of Dublin. Uh, so from Black Rock, went to primary school in Fox Rock, uh, secondary school in Ranala, um, and their first gig as freelance was in Slattery's Pub on Capel Street. And, you know, let's put a big shout out tonight. Slattery's Pub on Capel Street. Let's get a plaque up there to remember that. Uh, the Trills, as a young band called Freelance, they were still in school playing a gig there. Uh, but fast forward then to 2003. And, of course, this album, um, it's it's got that big American sound on, hasn't it? And very much inspired by bands like Beach Boys, um, and they wear their influences on their sleeve. It has to be said that you, 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 don't, you don't have to be a musical genius to spot 
what the musical influences are on this album. Sla- mention of Slatteries takes me back there um, because when I was a youngster, like many youngsters like yourself, indeed, Paul, I played in various bands and a number of, a number of times we played in Slatteries uh, of Cable Street for young Dublin uh, musicians playing in Slatteries was really a, a rite of passage. And one gig um, that, that I played stands out in my head. Um, there was a, there was a, other actual cool bands on that. A band called the Hot Sprockets were playing, which oh, they, yes. they got remember big yes. afterwards. But I'll tell you why I remember this gig, right? It could have been you, Dan. It could have been me. It could have been me. But I'll tell you why I remember it. The, 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 the last gig I ever played myself in Slatteries, right, was because it was the night the smoking ban came in. But I remember there was people who didn't even smoke smoking because it was the last time they could ever smoke inside. Um, but the, but the thrills really did when I when I listened back to this album, it brought me straight back to two thousand and three, um, and like I say this probably every every episode, but music has a way of bringing you back to a time and a place like nothing else possibly can. And I remember that summer, as you say, it was the sound of the summer. I remember I was working in a uh, spar and um, behind a till and. Um, the songs from this album were consistently on the radio and um it, i i from memory now now correct me if i'm wrong here paul i think 2003 was a pretty decent summer weather wise it w- it was it was it was a long hot summer um and the, the the thrills really were the sound of that summer uh that the the the, the album was very very much well they had a complicated relationship with critics because they 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 had been very very much hyped up well before even the release of the album and um, there was you know a small number of of uh singles produced for santa cruz you're not that far uh, that was november 2002 and um, and e- even at that as soon as that went out as a promo single the band started to get a lot of positive press coverage but then there was a backlash um, so critics were some critics are a little bit iffy about the trills it's fair to say um, but they were hyped up. So Santa Cruz arrives in November 2002. Morrissey recommended them. Bono recommended them. I mean, and this was the kind of thing you used to get uh, back then, you know, a recommendation from um, an existing music star, a piece of a piece in, a, in, in one of the, you know, in one of the music papers, you know, that would make you. Um, it's a completely different story. Uh, 20 years on um things have changed and not necessarily uh, for for the better but that was the way they were they were they were major there was there was a huge bidding war about the band um they, they were dropped by one record label but they were eventually picked up by virgin emi and and you know there was it was there was you know big competition to sign them up um so this album explodes um on the back of the i mean the first single off it proper was one horse town which is an absolutely beautiful track. It's the fifth track on the album. It's my favorite track on the album. I love it, Dan. I love the positivity of it. Love the tempo of it. Love that the way it starts with the piano. Um, the second single was Big Sword. That comes in June 9th uh, in 2003. And I, I can remember that. And I remember the days it came out. Um, because, of course, I, I I was big into the trills. Um, and I, I love them. And... I, ju- I just remembered so well the single coming out and it's got a great start Dan I mean I don't know do you want to try humming it uh, no but the, 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 the you know the way it starts though go on you hum it no I'm not gonna it goes I mean, that's the sound I always make it's the only sound I can make but the, the, you know it, it comes out big sore and then they follow that up 
they reissued Santa Cruz, you're not that far, and then they had Steal Our Son as well. So, I mean, that is a great run of singles. Um, and they, they, you know, it kicked off this huge period for the band where they started doing these huge tours and things were a bit crazy. But, you know, what a great band and all about the summer of 2003, which um, I would have been 20. And, um, you know, really, they, they marked that sound. Uh, they, they really they really defined a certain sound. Um, and, you know, Dan, one of the interesting things as well, if you, if you catch your, back, uh, your, your, your memory back to the music scene, they were in a kind of scene. So you had bands like The Strokes, bands like The White Stripes, uh, bands like The Hives, all very, very different. Um, but they, they, you know, that was a kind of a scene wasn't it? It was a, a very much American sound and there was blues music in there, there was country music. Um, but I think you'd have to say the band which this album pays homage to, um, okay, the birds are in there, um, but you've got to probably say it's uh, the Beach Boys, really, Dan, isn't it? I mean, this you can hear the Beach Boys all over this album. Yeah, definitely. Like when 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 the band were interviewed by the Guardian and they were asked about their influences and they they listed bands like uh, the Birds, um, musicians and and songwriters like Bert Bacharach, uh, producers like Phil Spector, as well as uh, the band and uh, Bob Dylan. Yeah. Um, but they also said that Pet Sounds, the famous uh, Beach Boys album, and um, which is which is one of the best albums ever i if we ever do it on this show i can say without a doubt i'm going to give it 10 out of 10 but they yeah. said that pet sounds inspired the band more than any other record and apparently kevin who's the keyboard player in the band was obsessed by the beach boys since the age of nine and um he has you know back right talking in 2003 to the guardian they said that he he got Beach Boys, uh, you know, records and um, and paraphernalia for every birthday. And uh, his dad always took him every year to London for the annual Beach Boys convention. Um, So these guys were were massive Beach Boys fans. And I think the Beach Boys um, back in 2003, 2004, were kind of coming back into uh, mainstream right. consciousness not that they ever you know disappeared they're one of the biggest bands in history but their popularity seemed to grow again because you had people talking about how great pet sounds were you had news that brian wilson who was um you know the key member of of, of the beach boys was um going to release um, a new version of the unreleased album which kind of came out in the form of Smiley Smile by the Beach Boys, but Brian Wilson was going to release the album Smile in 2004. And just in, in 2003, that was announced and people were talking about the fact he was also going to perform his album Smile Live. So there was a lot of excitement around that. And as you say, it was a time when music was looking back to um, past bands um, so, you know, if you look at the Strokes, if you look at the Hives, all the bands you mentioned, they all kind of harp back to bands in the past. And I think the the Thrills certainly are one of those bands that wear their um, their influences on their sleeves. For example, you know, if you listen to um, songs like um, Deck Chairs and Cigarettes, for instance, the opening piano on that clearly harps back to um the carpenters uh um close to you uh, listen to it and, and and you'll hear that song coming across in it or if you listen to songs 
like One Horse Town, you can kind of hear uh, the, the, the same melody as Build Me Up Buttercup um, coming through on <laughs> that as well. So it wasn't that they were plagiarists or, or that they were they were kind of copying someone in a, in a really kind of uh, cheeky, cheesy way, but you could definitely hear their influences. Um, would you agree, Paul? Yeah, definitely, Dan. And I mean, it's 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 funny that when you when, when you cast your mind back to Pet Sounds, I mean, there's a lot of um, you know, this album sounds like a lot of different bands and a lot of different acts, and it, their their influences are worn on their sleeve. You've got Bob Dylan, you got the band in there, you got Birds, uh, you but you certainly have the Beach Boys and Pet Sounds. And Pet Sounds was 25 years old uh, in 2001, in the summer of 2001. And I remember it well. I mean, I got a copy of it myself. Um, and I, I loved it, still have the same copy, still give it a word every now and then. And one of the things about, about that album is it's on the one hand, it can be very happy and positive and upbeat. And then on the other hand, it can have this deep melancholy. And in fairness to the trills, they managed to do that on this album. I mean, you've got songs like One Horse Town, which is kind of pure escapism. Um, you've got Big Sore, which again, is just, you know, there's a great positivity running through it. Then you get a song like Deck Chairs and Cigarettes, um, you know, which is slower and, you know, which is wistful. Um, and they do that a number of times on the album. And I think they do it very, very successfully. And I mean, I think the thing about this album that has to be mentioned is it's incredibly positive outlook i mean they were in their early 20s at the time they looked fantastic it has to be said and um, they were kitted out they were styled up to the nines and uh, they had a look they had an image they had a defined sound and you felt in 2003 that this was a band with uh, the world at their feet um, and when you look at the glastonbury footage on youtube you'll just see it a sea of people and they obviously would have been one of the biggest bands that summer to play that to, to play the, the Glastonbury gig in 2003 um, and they had the world at their feet um, and it's fair to say that they've never broken up properly um, they do different things um, they're, they're still out there um, you know and, and who knows Dan we may see them back again and I'm very happy to issue that call on this podcast tonight and use the uh good offices of the big album show to say it would very much look forward to seeing um an anniversary gig uh, 18 years on it'd be great come on guys get back together it's you know? fair to we'd say past- we'd be thrilled but <laughs> it would be fair to say it would be thrilled. and wouldn't it be a good thing i mean as we move you know in 18 years on uh, to reform the band i'm going to give a little uh, a few hot takes here on the tracks on the album and um, my standout track dan is the biggest single i think it was the most requested song on bbc radio one that year that's one horse town that was their biggest uh hit um i'm going to go with that as my my favorite uh, song my top tune um what about you dan what would you go for as your top tune do you have a top tune okay i, I i'm gonna i'll give you my third favorite first right because I have, I have, I'm going to do it in order for, for, for a particular reason. So my, my third top tune um, is Santa Cruz. You're not that far, right? I, I, I really think it was a strong song to start the album with. Um, it starts slowly um, and then the chorus kind of speeds up. So there's a good kind of dynamic element to the song. You have um, the banjo throughout the song as you do yeah. in, in in various other songs um l- l- like big sir like um one horse town you have the piano you have the kind of uh, beach boy-esque backing vocals maybe not as elaborate as pet sounds but definitely influenced by pet sounds 
Um, and I think it's 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 a feel good song. It's it's as you say, it's it's escapism, and it sounds like the summer. So uh, the minute I hear that song, the minute you put on the album, it takes you back to um, the summers of youth. Yeah, I agree, Dan. And I mean, the keyboard track on it is fantastic. And it has to be said, I mean, the drums in it are really really good as well. You know that there's a great pause and the drums come in, and you know, it, again, only. Only a band like the Trills, you know, can they have a very definite sound, don't they? And as soon as you hear that song, you know, it's the Trills, you know, and fair play to them. Um, that still is a really, really fresh song today. That's Big Sir. What, was, what, what, what would be your number two, Dan? My number two would be track number two on the album. So you can see where this is going, um, which is Big Sir. So it's incredibly similar to Santa Cruz. You have the same kind of sound. You have, um, you have the banjo again. Um, all of that kind of thing. It's it's very very close in terms of uh, uh, of its overall kind of feel to Santa Cruz. You're not that far. And again, it was a very popular song for um, the Thrills. What about your number one? And uh, number one. So no, my number one is track number three on the album, um, which is "Don't Steal Our Son." Yeah. Um, I thought some of it sounds a bit like um, Elliot Smith. Um, the kind of the, the chorus and um, the melody reminded me a little bit of that. I think the, it's nice where you have those kind of uh, staccato kind of uh, verses. Um, again, there's uh, the, one thing's for sure is that the Thrills understand music and they definitely know how to, to uh, put a song together. And I think you can, you know, the influence of the great songwriters they listen to, like Bert Backrack, definitely comes across in their music because they understand how to, to, to put a song together. Um, and th- for me, the album starts very, very strongly. Um, but and, and then I think you have One Horse Town, as you say, then you have Deck Chairs. Well, Deck Chairs and, and Cigarettes comes first, then One Horse Town. And then I'm sad to say for me, it, it doesn't go downhill, but it kind of peters off after that. Uh, that's, mm. that's my view a uh, controversial hot take there yeah i mean look i mean for me my top three would go one horse town i go don't steal our sir, son and i go big sore uh, as number three i think don't steal our son is a really strong track mm. i love that line you know the bottom fell out of all our summers and you know there, there's a self-awareness in 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 these songs because um there's a cleverness and there's almost a nod to the to the sort of the, the, the story of the trills on the one hand, this is a happy story. It's a happy album. It's a positive album. But they never quite lived up to their promise. And you kind of almost get that. And this is an, an album for me about the summer and a kind of a summer which never quite lives up to its promise. Um, don't entirely agree with you on the second half of the album. I think there's some really strong tracks in there. Um, you, you, you know, a, tra- a track like Say It Ain't So, I think it's the eight or nine track on the album. Um, would you believe George W. Bush loved that song and had it on... Um, a, a, a list of tunes that he used to play don't uh, let that uh, uh you know cloud your judgment really really strong song and you can um, see i i think you can kind of see why uh george bush would like that song um because it's it, it it's country music you know and um, that song say it ain't so and the second so, the, the song after that hollywood kids and um, they both have 
um, really strong elements of country music, like a slide guitar, yeah. um, a kind of a twangy guitar sound in it. Um, that 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 makes it sound like something that you'd imagine George Bush listening to, you know. Uh, yeah, and and uh, you know it's, it it has an appeal. They don't sound in any way Irish, if you know what I mean. I mean, there's nothing um, sort of Irish about this. Not that there has to be anything Irish about it, um, but they they sound. You know, they they, they wear their influences on their sleeve. Um, and they delivered, they delivered a really, really strong album. The, the follow-ups to that, I think I mentioned in the beginning, they, they followed up um, with, in 2004, they followed it up with Let's Bottle Bohemia, uh, which had a huge single, What Happened to Corey Haim on it. Um, and then they finished the thing up uh, with, well, not to finish the thing, they fin- their, their last album was Teenager, which was released in 2007. Very strong track on that. Nothing changes around here. Some people may be familiar with that. That album was not a rip-roaring success and the thrills were dropped uh, by their label. Um, there is a, a greatest hit floating around somewhere 2002, 2007. I don't think it was ever properly issued or given a proper launch, um, but there is a greatest hit. And let's just hope that we haven't seen the last of the thrills. And can I give uh, my final take on the album which is well worth a listen very enjoyable very positive very fun and it'll get you up and and bopping around the place it'll get you doing your air guitar your air drums your air bass your air singing whatever you're having yourself and great band looked absolutely smashing brilliant production brilliant presentation and it gets a very very positive seven and a half out of ten from me how about you dan okay i like from reading about the thrills and um and and their backstory and so on and it seems to me that anyone who's ever uh, come across the guys personally says they're, they're they're great guys like there was one person um a guy called dara who left a message on our facebook page and he said that he bumped into the trails one night and they were um, incredibly nice so yeah they're like a top group of lads and i think that's absolutely important to say um um, and, and, and I do think it is a strong album. I think that it has some very, very good tracks. As I say, it starts wonderfully and um, it doesn't end badly, but it doesn't. I, I don't feel like the album builds towards something. I think it kind of, as I say, peters out. And um, that's not to say the songs at the end of the album are, are, are bad or anything like that. But I think because they started so strongly, it's very hard to continue um, you know, in that vein, right through the, out the album. Um, so maybe perhaps it's not a criticism. Perhaps it's just saying that the, the songs at the start of the album are incredibly powerful. Um, but I would have to say, although it's, it's a fantastic album, I wouldn't rate it up there with some of the classic albums that we, um, we, we've discussed. Um, I think it's a very strong album and I think it's, uh, it's a very good album of, of summer, um, but I will give it a six. Um, rather, Harsh, Dan. No, I, I, I don't think Harsh. so. I think I, I would look at six as, as, as a pretty good um, because when we, you have to remember that on the big album show, we're looking at big albums. All of the albums we discuss are albums that we think have some merit. And uh, we, we, you know, we, you know yourself, Paul, we don't put a great deal of thought into the albums we pick. We really just pick albums that we enjoy and that our friends enjoy and that. Um, so, so the fact that they get on our show, like shows the respect they have for the album. So I don't mean to diss it. But I just think compared to, you know, 
the other I, album. I don't, so I don't, I don't think you did that. Just I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think you did that intentionally, just to diss it, as Eminem would say. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, definitely not. And I would recommend if you haven't heard this album, go back and listen to Check it. it out. You know, they they were so Absolutely. big. They were they were on like they were on the the, the OC the five OC, times. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, top of the pops, the whole the whole shebang, the whole and, thing. Um, I, I I do hope that this album is remembered um, long into the future. Absolutely, and for me, my abiding memory of the trills will always be seeing them in witness uh, in summer two thousand and three, and I'll never forget the excitement. It was in one of the tents. It was the tent was absolutely jammers. You couldn't get in. They were the coolest thing. Um, they were they were absolutely present in the moment uh, at a great gig uh, and show that that was. Um, so thanks very much to everyone as always for listening to the Big Album Show. Please remember to like us. Uh, subscribe, share uh, our podcast if you like it. Please bring along another listener. Thanks to everyone for your support, and thanks to the people who left comments um, on our pages and got in touch with us with your takes uh, for uh, this show. Um, about so much for the City Thrills, which has reached its 18th birthday. The next album we're going to look at on the Big Album Show is Blue by Joni Mitchell. It truly is a classic album, so listen to it. Let us know your hot takes. Let us know what kind of. Uh, feelings the album provokes in you and uh, do tune in to our next episode thanks a million thank you and talk to you soon you're listening to the big album show with paul dylan and dan o'neill